0: Welcome to our first episode of Mission Connect, a podcast brought to you by Passion to Reach Ministries designed to equip you to connect with God's mission for your life. I'm Emily James, your host, and here with co host Passion to Reach Ministries, president and founder Fanoo Ipe. Hey, Pastor Fanoo.
1: Hey, Emily, I am excited. This is the first one.
0: Yes, we've been it is. waiting,
1: we've been praying, we've been preparing, and here we are launching our Mission Connect podcast.
0: Yes, it's just a reminder to all our listeners that the purpose of this podcast is to connect them with the mission of God for their life. And we really want to equip them to also connect others to their mission with God.
1: You know, I think this is so key because so often we talk in a corporate setting. We talk mm-hmm. about the church and we talk about, you know, I feel like a lot of times people feel so small as individuals uh, when they compare themselves to the global Christian movement. But the reality is Jesus was so engaged with the individual. He did speak to crowds, but he also spoke to the individual. And I think that's one of the things that's amazing about Jesus, that he had the ability to communicate to a large group of people at once, but he also had the ability to make the individual feel that they were really important, right. and they truly were. And so you look at someone like Zacchaeus, you look at someone like the Samaritan woman in John 4, you look at Lazarus in John 11, and, and you know Jesus just connected with their purpose and their sense of mission and, and call that God had for their life. In fact, when you look at the life of Lazarus, you know how Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. And if you keep reading a few verses after that, the Bible says, and the Jewish people came to see Jesus, but they also came to see Lazarus, whom Jesus had raised from the dead, yeah. meaning Lazarus also now was fulfilling a purpose and had found a mission in introducing people... because. because. Because of his story to Jesus and what Jesus was Mm -hmm. able to do for them. And so I think that is such an important uh, element that sometimes is missing. And I think that's, you know, I think that's why we even named this podcast Mission Connect, connecting people to the mission of God.
0: So Pastor Faneu, why don't you give us a bit of background about when you came to understand God's call for your life, um, starting Passion to Reach Ministries and connecting to your mission.
1: You know, Emily, I grew up in a Christian home and, uh, you know, I knew about the Lord from when I was really young. In fact, I made a personal commitment to follow Jesus Christ when I was seven years old. You know, that was the moment in time when I knew that I had entered into a relationship with Jesus. Now I was seven, so I didn't understand the fullness of everything that meant what that meant to right. follow Christ. But then when I was 12, I remember I came into a greater understanding and I was baptized in water. And and then shortly after, came into an experience of the Holy Spirit when I was 15. And uh, most of my life I was in church, but I didn't really understand that God had a specific plan for my life. And mm. for, you know, I always share this, Emily. I, I felt like the Bible was a historical book. You know, the Bible right. was a book that was true with great facts that were undeniable, but for another time, for another period in human history, you know, 2000 years ago, you know, but I didn't think that it was actually applicable to us today. And I think the transition in my life happened when I realized the Bible was not just a historical book or historical text, even though it is, uh, it's also a handbook for life. It's Mm. also like your manual for how you're going to live your life. And so when I started reading the Bible from that perspective, I said, well, wait a minute, what if God... just didn't have a plan for Paul's life or Peter's life or John's life what if those elements that God you know connected with their life and their mission what if those same things could happen in my life what if God could use me to impact other people and you know the significant moment in my life and I share this in my testimony a lot Emily is when I was 15 years old I had a vision and in that vision I saw hundreds of thousands of people walking to the edge of a cliff and falling into a lake of fire and at 15 I'd never heard of anyone that had that experience or, or seen or heard of anything like it before. And so when I saw it, I remember it was, it was actually quite emotional and traumatic for me uh, because I was weeping and I was just on my knees crying. And I was I was saying, as I was seeing the vision, I was saying out loud, you know, somebody tell these people that this is what eternity is going to look like for them, you know, and, and tell them about Jesus. And that's when God spoke to me. And this is what he said to me. He said, Finu, your life belongs to me. And, and you know, that to me was very significant because even though I had the call of God in my life when I was really young people would pray for me and say you know you're going to preach the gospel you're going to travel the world i used to i used to say to my mom i said not fair i said i want to live my life on my own terms i want to decide what i want to do with my life i don't want to do ministry i don't want to be a preacher i don't want to share jesus with you know people I, I i believed in jesus i just wanted to be a good christian that's you right. know go to church mm-hmm. and, and maybe get involved in some way but but not be a speaker or or anything like that and so when god said to me your life belongs to me that I think for me was the missional context that I wasn't living for myself, that I wasn't Mm -hmm. here for me. I hadn't found Jesus and entered into a relationship with Jesus for my benefit. It was actually for the kingdom of God. It was that I could fulfill God's mission on the earth through the life that he'd given me through the abilities and the giftings that he'd given me. And I, okay. I think that that's really the, the beginning of Passion to Reach Ministries, you know, because shortly after I went through some illnesses in my life and the Lord healed me miraculously. And, you know, I moved to Canada from the Middle East because I was born and raised in the Middle East. And uh, and then from then on, about I was 19, I think, when I started traveling and, and preaching and sharing the gospel, always with that sense of mission, always with that sense that, wow, God called me, God has a plan for me, and, and that there were lives at stake. Mm-hmm. Depending on how I responded to God's call and God's mission for my
0: life. Well, you know that's a powerful statement is, is being able to look at our mission, That is beyond us. It's beyond, you know, just what God's called me to do. But it's really about what's God called me to do to impact the lives of others. You know, it brings me back to the Samaritan woman when she went from talking to Jesus at the well to really, uh, you know, giving that message to the people. And she transformed a community around her. And so when you came to that realization of, okay, this is my, my mission is or the mission that God has called me to is bigger than myself. How did that change the way you lived your life or how you began to uh, move into ministry? Can you give us a little bit of background on that?
1: Well, I think f- first of all, it was the fact that I stopped being selfish. I stopped always asking You know, or making decisions, I should say, based on how is this going to impact me? How do I feel about this? You know, how will this affect my future? I began to make decisions based on what does God want from me? How will this help people? In fact, when I got into ministry, I remember I went to Bible college right after uh, high school, and a lot of people told me, well, you're not going to make it. You know, Uh, you need to have a secular degree, you need to get a job, you need to save up money, you got to have other mm -hmm. streams of income. Otherwise, you know, nowadays in ministry, you know, you just can't make it. so i remember grappling with those questions and saying am i doing the right thing is this going to affect my future how am i going to make it you know financially and otherwise and i remember always coming back to this this recognize, uh, re- recognition that God was God had called me and that God would take care of me, that it mm. wasn't about me, you know? And so from there, I, I basically started to be, I was really a, a person, a young person, full of passion and full of fire for God, just wanting to tell people about Jesus. And that's how the ministry started. Passion to Reach Ministries actually started at a coffee shop at a Tim Hortons in Mississauga on Dundas Street, you know, with a friend of mine at Bible College, what I was saying to him, I said, where are the evangelists? Where are the guys that are going and preaching the gospel, you know? And
0: Pastor Faneer, you were only 18, is that right? Yeah, I was 18. So you weren't someone who had been in ministry for years, you hadn't gone to Bible college, but you had this desire and this burning passion.
1: Correct. And I had no context of it either, because you know, people always ask me when I started so young, like, oh, maybe your dad was a pastor, maybe, you know, mm-hmm. and I had no context of of coming from a family of people that were in ministry or anything like that. So it wasn't that I, you know, somehow was groomed from when I was really young to be a preacher or a pastor or a speaker or a communicator, but it was just that I was so uh, on fire for God wanting to see people's lives transformed. And really that's what, you know, eventually, obviously, as you know, we got to a place where I was traveling internationally. Uh, You know, we've been to over 20 nations around the world, spoke to tens of thousands of people um, and, but it didn't start there. You know, it started with the ones and the twos. It started, I remember, uh, I used to, uh, at one point, I, uh, after the first year of living in Mississauga uh, in Ontario, I moved to a city called Brampton. And then uh, I, I started this, this young adults group, young people's group, where I would share the word and I would equip them and train them on mm-hmm. sharing the gospel and stuff. And... I would take the bus from Brampton to Mississauga on a Friday night, and I remember in, you know, during snowstorms, walking to the bus stop, waiting for the bus, you know, I come from the Middle East, okay, where it's like, 50 degrees in the summer right. and the winter is like 20 degrees literally at 15 mm-hmm. and 20 degrees we'd be so covered up with so many layers you would not believe <laughs> it you know it's, that's my context and so right. I remember saying to myself why are you doing this you know and yet it was just I just had a passion I just mm-hmm. wanted to I wanted to make a difference in someone's life for God you know and it didn't matter if it was a thousand people if it was five people and that's really where the ministry started from I didn't know I was going to speak to thousands of people but it that's where we ended up being we ended up being at a place where we were able to Communicate the gospel to so many people. And then today, Emily, a part, and you know, really part of doing this podcast even is. Not only do I want to fulfill God's mission for my life, mm-hmm. I really have a passion today to equip others to right. find their mission and to fulfill that mission because I really think it's not a, a one man thing or a one woman thing. It's a, it's a team effort. The gospel and the kingdom of God is not just a few people. It's the whole body that is called to engage. Sure, in different ways, using different giftings and talents, but really everyone needs to engage with God's mission.
0: So working with churches and working with uh, people in different countries, different areas of ministry, what would be some of the things that you would say, you know, people struggle with when they're connecting to the mission of God? And how do you help them overcome those things? Well,
1: I think part of it is, first of all, people identifying that they do have a place in the kingdom, right. that they are called, that they are not somehow this second rate, second class, not mm-hmm. the, the top notch, you know, because people have this idea that you've got to be a pastor or an evangelist or an apostle, right. you know, or a teacher or prophet to really be called into ministry. But the reality is every person is called to live out uh, their life on mm-hmm. mission for mm-hmm. God. So I think number one, it's the recognition that God has called me to something. See, a lot of times people get saved, Emily, they get saved to heaven. So I'm going right. to heaven. I'm, yeah. I'm, You know, this is it. I don't want to go to hell. I want to go to heaven. Jesus died for me. My sins can be forgiven. And now I'm awaiting the return of the Lord. Or when I die, I'm going to be in eternity with God in heaven, which is great. I mean, that's amazing, right? That's that's the gospel. That's the hope of every Christian. But what about in the meantime, when you're actually on the earth? You know, if you're here for 50 years or 60 years after you come to um, salvation and and a relationship with Jesus, what about those years that you have on the earth. And so a lot of times, I think people fail to recognize that God God has them on the earth. God Mm -hmm. has them in their family, in their workplace, in their neighborhood for a purpose. So number Mm, one is recognizing that they have a place. Number two is recognizing that God has a mission. I, I don't think a lot of people recognize that God actually is on mission. See, it's Mm -hmm. not that, Emily, it's not that I'm on mission. I really don't have my own mission. What I have is I've connected with God's mission. And God's mission is, and the Bible is very clear, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever would believe on him would not perish, but have everlasting life. So God gave his son because God is on mission. And that mission is that everyone in the world will come to faith in Jesus and find everlasting life and in a relationship with God. So I think, again, going back, number one is recognizing that you have a part to play. Number two that God has a mission and I think number three is the ability to actually express what God has placed in your life without being intimidated and comparing yourself with others because I think a lot of times people limit themselves because they compare and they say well I'm not a I'm not as good a speaker as that person. But yeah. you know what I tell people all the time is, sure, I may be called to communicate to hundreds or thousands, but maybe you're called to communicate with five in your lunchroom at work. Mm. You know, maybe mm-hmm. you're called to communicate with some of your friends hanging out in the basement, you know, just just doing what young people, what teenagers may do and you know, you're just going to talk to them, you know? Uh, so whatever your context is, it's just to communicate Christ to people in that context. Now, it may not be through words. Maybe it's through art. Maybe it's through song. You know, maybe it's through, and obviously in this podcast now, we're having guests every other week now. And and really the reason we're bringing people onto the podcast is so people can see that you can be from any walk of life.
0: Yeah, that's you right. can be
1: a mom. You could be a, a, you know, a professional, a business owner, a pastor, you know, an artist. It doesn't matter what you are. God can give you an expression uh, mm-hmm. so that you can be, Utilize, God can utilize you, God can use you to fulfill His mission on the earth.
0: That's good. You know, it brings me back to actually my story and and looking back when I first, I had grown up in a Christian home like you did too, but I really fell away from my relationship with God. And I got into, you know, areas that um, in high school where I was looking for acceptance and I had lost, you know, my identity, struggled with my identity. And I remember the moment that I came back to the Lord. It was at an altar call at a youth ministry, And the Lord said to me, you're either with me or you're not. And in that moment, you know, I understood how much God desires for us to be in relationship with him and how much God desires, you know, to have all of us so that he can uh, move us out into the things that he's called us for. You know, he says in Matthew 28, go therefore make disciples of all nations. And, you know, he gave that commandment to all of us that, that, you know, mission for all of us and he has given us the authority to do that and and you know what you were talking about in terms of understanding that and seeing that you know for me I had to I had to realize okay I dealt with a lot of guilt a lot of shame from what I had been in in the past but I understood in that moment the love that God had for Mm. me despite Mm -hmm. what my past was despite what I had gone through And then I could move forward and go, okay, God, I'm not a perfect person. I don't know all the answers, but what I do know is that you love me and I love you. And understanding that and being able to go, now, you know, what I, the grace that I've received from God there was such a desire and burning passion to now see that in other people.
1: You know what I think is amazing about what you were sharing, Emily, in your story, and I think this is true for all of us, is that the mission of God is first activated in our own lives. Mm -hmm. That's actually what propels us to be a part of that mission uh, that God can send us out to help others. You know, so in your own life, God was on mission in your life and He first you know, fulfilled that He first activated that in your life and you saw the transformation and so when you came into the reality and the understanding and the knowledge of what God is able to do and wants to do in your life now and and you saw the result of it now your your desire is to help others also discover the same you know I was talking to somebody the other day that was talking about prayer and they were saying for years before coming to uh, salvation and faith in Jesus they had thought praying was just such a boring exercise that it meant nothing Mm. that people were almost you know foolish in a way to spend all those hours or you know time you know investing in prayer and talking to God and yet now that they've come to faith in Jesus they were talking to me about how they had prayed and seen answer to prayer and how they'd come into the recognition Mm -hmm. that wow prayer actually works and so imagine that person now their motivation in sharing that with others because they've seen it happen in their own life they have it fulfilled in their own life you know and so I think that's that's powerful
0: and you know that brings me actually to the story of saul becoming paul and you know there it took ananias to hear from the lord to to and god called him to go and now saul was somebody at that time who was killing christians ananias was a believer he was killing people exactly like ananias but ananias got up and he he went and he prayed over saul And he became Paul. And then Paul was the one that really uh, uh, spread the gospel message. And it was because in that moment, he was healed. He was healed by the power of God. He experienced it, even though just before that he was actually killing believers and he experienced it for himself and then the, and took that uh, message to people.
1: I think that's so powerful. I think because part of the whole idea of mission is that God wants us to connect with his call for our life and that he wants to send us out. You know, mm-hmm. the Bible says this in John 20, 21. It says, So Jesus said to them, Peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. So mm-hmm. Jesus did just save us he's also sending us you know right. in fact that sounds pretty cool actually let me say that again I think that Jesus saves us to send us and mm-hmm. so every time God saves us he wants to send us right. you know and so if you're listening to me right now uh, all of you that are out there listening to this podcast if you're saved if God has saved you from sin from a life that was far from God and he's brought you into salvation he's mm-hmm. cleansed mm-hmm. your life he's transformed your life then guess what he's sending you even though you don't feel qualified even though you don't know exactly what that looks like, as long as you know God is sending you and you pursue that, It's incredible what God can do. In fact, Emily, your life is sort of like that. Even in the last little season of your life, you've had a transition in doing what you're doing right now with Passion Reach Ministries and and in training and development because there was a time in your life that you said, okay, wait a minute, I'm saved. But now I I believe God wants to send me. God Mm -hmm. wants me to utilize what he's given me uh, to impact others.
0: Yeah, you know, recently uh, in the last couple years, I remember, uh, you know, I was... I was working, and I remember just saying to the Lord, God, you know, it came really from that scripture that says, they will know that you are my disciples by how you love one another. And I said, God, am I loving people to the best of, of, you know, what you've called for on my life. And, you know, you get wrapped up in the day to day and you get busy and, you know, I have two children right now. And so it gets, it gets really overwhelming some days. And I remember just stopping and going, God, do people know that I'm your disciple? Do they know that I'm a follower of Christ because of how I love people, how I invest into people and how can I um, not just follow you, but also make disciples? How can I, you know, show the love of Christ to people and disciple others? And, you know, God started to speak to me about really the idea of discipling and investing into people. And then, you know, we got connected and and in the area of really training people on their mission and really training people on understanding their call so that they can go and make disciples. You know, we all have different calls in terms of summer calls called to be, you know, an evangelist. Some are called to work in the marketplace. But we all have the same mandate to go and make disciples, to love people, to invest into people. And it was in that transition where I started to, you know, see where God was taking me into this area of developing people in the church, developing believers to really live this out daily. And how can we do that in the context of being a mother or in the context of being a ministry worker or working in the marketplace or whatever our context is, how can we live this out daily?
1: Yeah, you know, and I think part of it, I guess some something that maybe a lot of people that are listening right now are thinking is, okay, what are some of the key elements that, um, that goes into becoming a missional person? And, you know, maybe you're thinking, well, this is probably uh, something that I really have to study and learn and really go in depth, but, you know, the truth is, I always tell people uh you know human nature is such that uh, i was talking to somebody the other day who had a business who has a business and they were we were just talking about marketing the business Mm -hmm. etc and and this individual was telling me that all of the business they've gotten over the years it's it's all been by referral it's all been word of mouth and so i was thinking about that you know there's something about our human nature that when we get a great deal or we get great service or we discover a great product we want to share I mean, that's just what we do, right? I mean, nobody paces to do it, forces us to do it, asks us to do it. But when we enjoy a service that we receive or we enjoy a product that we're using or we have a great customer service experience, we actually want to, you know, we want to give. We want to say, you know, I want you to be able to, you know, take a hold of the same thing. And so, uh, I think when you look at the Bible and you look at people in the Bible like a Paul like you were talking about who made a great difference and an impact in the world, it was the same thing. They yep. simply were people that experienced God. And you know, if you, you know, Paul, obviously he was educated and he knew the the Old Testament well so he could speak well from it, but Peter for instance, the Bible says, you know, the high priest said, these guys are just ordinary fishermen. Yep. How are they even speaking this way and doing what they're doing? So you don't need to be qualified. I'm not saying you can't be qualified, you could be really educated and God can use that, but you could not have a lot of education and that doesn't matter because at the end of the day, it's coming out of your own experience. So three things I want to share with all of you that are listening and Emily, I just want you to give feedback on this as well. Uh, Three things about a missional person. Number one, a missional person is a sinner in need of salvation. See, the journey of following Christ begins with the conviction of Holy Spirit. Every believer who understands the desperate wickedness that is in the heart of humanity and the perfect nature of God cries out Mm -hmm. for deliverance and salvation. So, this is every person. We all recognize this. Listen, man, I'm not good enough. I mean, listen, I can put out whatever uh, image to the world. I can put a mask on. The reality is my heart is sinful. My thoughts are sinful. I mean, I I sin all day long. I mean, that's just who I am in my own human nature. And I think it starts with that recognition.
0: Right. Yeah, you know, I mean, it goes back to what I was talking about with my story. And, and you know, when we first come to the Lord, a lot of times, too, when we when we have that recognition we, we deal with shame and guilt but it's going you know there's so much grace for you in that moment and it's actually that experience and that testimony that we can use to impact the lives of other people
1: you, you know talking about we just talked about Peter for a moment there and in, in Luke chapter 5 it says uh, in verse 8 when Simon Peter realized what had happened he fell to his knees before Jesus and said oh Lord please leave me I'm too much of a sinner to be around you mm. and yet this was The guy that was going to preach the first sermon and 3,000 people are going to get saved. And this was the guy that was going to first preach to the Gentile world. And I mean, literally he was the lead apostle Mm -hmm. uh, from all of the disciples. And yet he felt that he was the the worst sinner, you know? And so sometimes it's almost like the worse that you feel, or I shouldn't say it that way, but the more you recognize that you're not worthy and you give yourself to God is the more God can use you.
0: And you know, a lot of times it's people like that, that the lord uses we see throughout the bible again we go back to the samaritan woman a woman who was sinning and yet god met her in that place and took her from there and and you know transformed a community in that
1: so number one is a missional person is a sinner in need of salvation number two a a missional person is one who's been transformed by an encounter with jesus Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and if you look at uh, luke chapter 8 verse 38, it says, the man who had been freed from the demons begged to go with him. But Jesus sent him home saying, no, go back to your family and tell them everything God has done for you. So he went all through the town proclaiming the great things Jesus has done for him. So every missional person has to have a divine encounter with Jesus Christ. So being missional starts with, do you know Jesus? I mean, when you know Jesus, when you've experienced the transformative power of Jesus, then you're ready to be sent out. Not, not once you've been through, all the new believer classes and, you know, the 12 Mm -hmm. step program and the, you know, I need to go to Bible college for a year. Before all of that, Mm -hmm. you know, as long as you've had an encounter with Jesus, you're ready to be sent.
0: That's right. And you know that, and that's exactly it. It's it's in that transformation that uh, we have that uh, passion and desire to share that with other people.
1: So if you look at now number three, so number one is a person who understands they're a sinner. Number two is they've had an encounter with Jesus. And number three is they're eternally grateful for salvation? So you know, sometimes I suppose that if you don't, if you're not really grateful, then you you really can't express what God mm-hmm. has done mm-hmm. for you because you sort of take it for granted. And there are people like that; they don't really, you know, appreciate what Jesus did for them on the cross.
0: Well, also when we come to an understanding of what salvation is, you know, we don't want to see others go to hell. It's like your your dream that you had, Pastor Fenuan, and going. You know, once we, this is something that we we um, we want to see in the lives of other people. For them to come, save to c- come to salvation, to save them from from how really
1: you know when you look at first timothy 1 15 uh, and 16 it says this is a trustworthy saying and everyone should accept it christ jesus came into the world to save sinners and i'm the worst of them all but god had mercy on me so that christ jesus could use me as a prime example of his great patience with even the worst sinners then others will realize that they too can believe in him and receive eternal life How powerful is that what Paul is saying? He's Mm -hmm. saying, listen, I am forever grateful. I want you to know this is who I was. And I want you to know this is the the mercy of God that I am who I am today.
0: Yeah. And that's available for all people.
1: Amen. So, I mean, let's go back over the three again. So a missional person is one who understands that they're a sinner in need of salvation. Secondly, they've been transformed by an encounter with Jesus, because really you can't go transform the world if you haven't been transformed first. And number three, they're eternally grateful for salvation. I mean, they are so thankful to God for what they've received that they're willing to proclaim to everyone they, that they, they encounter, they come across uh, about what God's done for their life. So, uh, wrapping up uh, this uh, week's podcast here, Emily, uh, you know, I just want you to take a moment, if you will, right now and just speak to uh, those who are listening and and help them understand uh, the reality that God has a mission for their life and they, they can connect with that mission.
0: Yeah, again, it goes back to, you know, coming to that realization for yourself and understanding that it doesn't take... It's not about being a pastor or an evangelist or having a title, but it's about understanding that God has called each person and that's you, me, and everyone out there that's listening and being able to come to that realization and then going, God, what have you given me? What have you equipped me with? What are the giftings that I can utilize to go and and what's my testimony as well? that I can use to transform the lives of others, to speak into the lives of others and to impact those around me. And again, it doesn't have to be necessarily crowds, but every day going, God, who can I impact today? Who can I speak to today?
1: Amen. So, listen, friends, uh, I hope this podcast has been a blessing to you, that you're connecting with it. Would you do us a favor and take a moment to share this uh, on social media? Let people know, let your friends know about the podcast. Uh, We're really believing that many, many, many lives are going to be impacted uh, through the Mission Connect podcast. And listen, uh, next week, week we've got a special guest coming in who's going to share a powerful story uh, about their uh, journey of connecting with God's mission and how today they're helping connect other people to God's mission Uh, for their lives as well.
0: Thank you for tuning in for another episode of Mission Connect. Join us next week. And if you haven't yet, please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes.